stay up to date on the green and gold all off season. The green and gold fix podcast is brought to you by Potawatomi casino hotel, luxury stay, elite play unwind in sophisticated comfort, win big dine and experience the events in Milwaukee. You're listening to Pack Attack with Homer and Tausch on ESPN Wisconsin. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. This is Pack Attack. Homer along with the Hall of Famer Mark Tauscher and Jason Wildey still to come. We have no highlights from the game because there were no highlights from the game. Packers lose 38-3. It is a perfect score. For the game. Often I'll say, and it was worse than that. No, it wasn't worse than 38-3. If you're fatigued, having trouble losing weight, depressed, or having difficulty obtaining or maintaining, you know what? You may be one of the millions of men suffering from low testosterone and or ED. There's hope. Incredible hope at New Mail Medical. When I say New Mail Medical, you know what's coming next. 98% is coming next. With locations in Milwaukee and Green Bay, their ED treatments, 98% success rate. Nobody's that good at anything. Wrong. New Mail is. They also offer cutting-edge testosterone replacement therapies to help you feel like yourself again. I wish everybody I could talk about. I could say 98%. I can't. N-U-M-A-L-E. NewMail.com. This is Pack Attack. I thought uh, 1-800-990-3776. I have stated many times that I think I am one of the finest on Twitter that there is. Uh, so I thought I would go back through uh, where I started on this uh, as far as the game. Uh, because I was... Uh, um, um, this was three hours ago. This is the first thing I did very early in the game. In fact, i got to check my notes. I think it was so, 1-800-990-3776. Uh, if you wish to add something. And again, uh, you can say whatever you want. Uh, No one's held responsible for whatever they say. I think it was actually on the second possession of New Orleans. Uh, Somebody can check the exact time. Everybody will finally be talking about the new defensive coordinator tomorrow. I said midway through the drive, Pack losing the game. Hope I'm wrong. Nailed it. Um, Next tweet. Offense reminds me of two years ago. No one open. It's early. Uh, Next tweet. But we have a good punter. Uh, Doesn't this just show how... How irrelevant a punter is. Punter just killed one. <laughs> when you're watching your punter, it's bad. Uh, and the 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 uh, the one good play was the pass from Rodgers to Devontae Adams, and it was incredible. This is how tough it was. An incredible pass, perfect, and uh, and it took a great catch by Devontae Adams against a double team. Uh, then when the Packers got down, I don't know what it was, uh, 30, 31 to three. Um, I said, uh, do you play Jordan Love? I was thinking about it. Uh, then the penalty they called on Zadarius Smith, uh, I, they're, they're going to apologize. It was exactly as you should teach people to hit the quarterback now. Not helmet to helmet, lead with the shoulder. It, was, it wasn't just good. It was perfect. And somehow he got a penalty, and I'm sure they'll apologize to the Packers for whatever that's worth. Packers, uh, very, very tough whistle today. It didn't cost them the game. It was so bad, nobody's going to even complain. But they got a, they had a very tough whistle. Uh, then I tweeted, I'm serious. Love should play now. Um, and again, uh, that no one was open. And that uh, given where it was with, what, 11 minutes to go, they're down 31-3 to or something, the longest game ever. Uh, 1-800-990-3776.
Um, and there, there's some, you know, some incredibly negative uh, comments on Twitter. Which that's kind of the way Twitter is. And I'm not bothered by it. Other people are because uh, Twitter doesn't count. Uh, and it's just one person. You know, Packers are going to finish four and twelve. Um, no, they're not going to finish four and twelve. Um, someone did make this comment. Um, as far as uh, the Bucks, that if the Packers finished four and twelve, it'll still be a good year. Um, and I said I agree. The Packers go four and twelve, and it's still a great year because the Milwaukee Bucks are world champs. Um, and uh, if the Brewers would win the World Series, Packers can go uh, two and it would be four and twelve, four and thirteen. The Packers can go two and fifteen, and it's still a great year if both the Bucks and the Brewers are world champions. One eight hundred nine nine zero thirty seven seventy six. I did make mention of it earlier, as far as um, Aaron Rodgers. Quarterback rating, it's it's not possible. It's just not. It can't be that bad. I mean, there's no... Um, and we have not... We'll hear from Jason. We have not... Uh, I have not seen anything regarding his comments. Uh, I would hope he just said I sucked. And, I'm, you know, I'm sorry. I'll get... Uh, uh, I mean, I'll move on to the next game. This is as, as poor a game as I've ever played in the uh, NFL. Um, that's if you were Aaron Rodgers, what would you say? That's as poor a game as I've played in the NFL, uh, and uh, I look forward to playing again. I have not yet seen the point spread for the Detroit Packer game. I told you I'm driving down to the uh, sports casino in uh, in Chicago, and I will be betting four times my normal amount. You don't need to know what the normal amount is. The normal amount is probably zero, but I have some money now. Um, um, because of all the money I'm likely to win uh, regarding you know, the Brewers winning the division. Aaron Rodgers, 15 of 28, 133 yards, average 4.8, no touchdowns, two interceptions, sacked once. His quarterback rating, 36.8. Jordan Love, on the other hand, had a quarterback rating of 102.1. Jameis Winston, 130.8. Five touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, there's... It's uh, it's just all bad. So bad that I've, I can move on. There are still concerns. We'll have Jason Wilding in a little bit, but um, 38 to 3. So bad. There is no way the Green Bay Packers can be this bad, uh, especially Aaron Rodgers. Wow, it just doesn't seem possible. That's not 36.8 quarterback rating. I would think you do better than that left-handed or blindfolded or blindfolded and left-handed. Uh, my tweets are done. Yours are next along with your calls, 1-800-990-3776. Uh, I'll check during the break. I'm guessing the Packers are probably favored by nine points. I'm hoping it goes down a little bit uh, to get a better value for it. But uh, I'm anticipating the Packers win against the Lions by 21 points. Next. More Pack Attack coming up on ESPN Wisconsin. A YPN. This is Pack Attack with Homer and Tausch on ESPN Wisconsin. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Hey, 
Yes, this is Pack Attack. We'll have Jason Wilde in a couple minutes. Uh, Homer in the Hall of Famer, Mark Tausha. The Packers lose 38-3. And you can call in and say whatever you want. 1-800-990-3776. I allow anything today because I understand the emotion of it. Uh, it was so bad for me that uh, I've uh, already moved on. And in fact, my good friend Jimmy, who sends me the uh, lines of the various games just as uh, not personal information but as uh, just information to pass along to thinking that uh, the fans would actually like it. He lists um, the opening line as the Green Bay Packers favored by 11 points um, against Detroit next Monday night. Uh, as I said, uh, I'm going to Chicago. Uh, I don't care how many points it is, I'm uh, taking the Green Bay Packers to cover the spread. Uh, everybody thinks they're horrible. Uh, Vegas doesn't think they're that horrible. They're still picking them to win by 11. Detroit uh, made a nice comeback and lost, but it was reasonably close uh, against San Francisco. Uh, I, you know, I'm greedy. I'd like to have the uh, Green Bay uh, be favored by 10 instead of 11, but uh, I shouldn't even be bothered because I've said I expect the Packers to win by uh, 20 points. Um, I said that in uh, trying to think which game I have, and they actually won by 19, so I ended up missing by one. Um, but anyway, that's uh, not not concerned about the Packers any different than I have been all uh, off season long. Uh, the hiring of uh, Joe Barry and his uh, a horrific resume, uh, and I'm sure Matt Lafleur um, was convinced enough to feel that if he gets good players, he'll be better. Um, I have always judged defensive teams by points given up. Um, and his first job with Detroit it was a bad team. They were 36th or 32nd. You can't be 36th. There aren't 36 teams. 32nd. Then uh, his second job with the Washington uh, football team, then I believe the Redskins, um, they were also like 32nd in yards given up. But points given up, he got it up to like 19th, 18th. Um, I don't believe, and I say this because I'm more than willing to have someone uh, do the research and prove me wrong. I don't believe any defensive coordinator has ever been given a third job after being so horrible the first two jobs. Uh, and, and again, I'm, I'm, not, I'm going by points. So points given up, he was, I think, 31st, 32nd, and like 18th or 19th. Um, he may be given another job. Uh, as he was, uh, where he was linebacker's coach. But I don't believe a defensive coordinator has ever been that bad his first two jobs and being given a third chance. Uh, and I've stated that very often. What is my point? My point is that um, if Joe Barry and Matt LaFleur, who hired him after extensive interviewing, uh, if he does great, then they, he deserves all the credit. But it needs to be understood for an incredible gamble, an incredible risk. As they often tell us, the people are all fired up. Mike Patton was top 10 Patton. He had been top 10 almost every year, even with bad Cleveland teams. So if you want to take Joe Barry, fine. But everybody should recognize that it's a huge risk. And if Joe Barry turns out to be an outstanding defensive quarter, Matt LaFleur deserves being given credit for one of the biggest gambles and one of the smartest moves ever. It wouldn't be a smart move if Bill Belichick was available and somebody hired him. No. 
that would be uh, a big gamble and an amazing move is somebody hired Don Morton, the former Wisconsin coach, and he won at a Division I school. So my point has been, amongst all this discussion, and my biggest beef is with Aaron Rodgers. You're worried about wide receivers and Randall Cobb and your head coach, who you like because he's a good offensive guy. He just hired, made the biggest gamble in the history of defensive coordinators, and you don't have anything to say about that? If you were threatening not to play again and you wanted to retire, the number one reason should have been you just hired that guy. How can you do that to me? Not, I need Randall Cobb. So, if it works out, my emphasis on it is to give Matt LaFleur and Joe Barry the appropriate amount of respect. Because it's, it's an incredible turnaround that most people, almost all of it, never get a chance. So if they pull it off, I want everybody to know how incredible it is and how much credit they need to be given. But if it fails, people need to understand how stupid it was because the assumption by everyone would be, I ain't hiring that guy again. I can hire him as a position coach or indifferent. I ain't ever hiring him as defensive coordinator. I ain't willing to take that risk. Matt LaFleur is willing to take the risk. He deserves all the credit if the risk turns out well. And if it turns out poorly, he deserves to be to be uh, criticized at, at as high a level as possible, given that, on the surface, why would you hire this guy? Jason Wildy, next. Back with Pack Attack coming up on ESPN Wisconsin. Bucky, it's Pack Attack with Homer and Tausch on ESPN Wisconsin. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Your key to inside the numbers, inside the hash marks, and inside the locker room. All Packers, all the time. Jason Wilde on Pack Attack on ESPN Wisconsin. Brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Call Gina Della from Pella at 855-PELLA-WI or visit online at PellaWI.com slash radio. Also brought to you by WPS Health Solutions. Visit OperationFanMail.com to nominate an active duty service member or military veteran for recognition this season. Everybody on the planet Earth should get information about the Green Bay Packers from Jason Woolley every day of the year. We do our part on every show. This is Pack Attack. Homer with the Hall of Famer, Mark Tauscher. The Packers lost 38-3, an appropriate score. They got beat by about a 38-3 margin. Uh, joining us is Jason Woolley. Jason, I'm, I'm curious as to what your first thought is, because there are so many that could be first. Uh, good evening, Homer. How are you today? Uh, awesome. I uh, hope you're doing as well. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, force of habit. Uh, the first thought I had was Homer's going to be taking another victory lap. I swear to God, that was the first thought I had. Um, you know, you have, and, and it's all the cliches apply. Uh, it's only one game. You can't judge an entire season. They've lost openers before. All that stuff applies. But you have been ringing the alarm bell on the Joe Barry train uh, while the rest of us were focused on the Aaron Rodgers saga and everything else. And as debuts go, I had a friend of mine email me after the game. I don't remember Mike Patton's defense ever being quite this bad. Now, they did lose 38-10 to 10 in Tampa last year. But I, I ugh, uh, this was not... I mean, even before Rodgers throws the first pick, which he said was the play of the game, 
even before that. This defense played very poorly, uh, and it's hard not to wonder, even with only it being one game, what this is a sign of things to come with a defensive coordinator who has uh, a less than stellar history with a star player whose availability was uncertain for much of the week. Um, It just was not the way, it was not a good omen for a season defensively. Uh, Can you tell us what, not only what Aaron Rodgers said, but what you heard? I heard him take, are you, are you at Summerfest? No, no, but I'm at a place that has, uh, yes, I'm on location, and uh, <laughs> okay. there's great music in the background. I know it's a little bit different. Okay. Uh, uh, if I'm here again, well, I will go back oh, into the... Great. No, no, I will go to the bathroom. The music is fantastic, but it's a, it's different, and uh, and again, you don't miss anything, so go ahead. Uh, I heard him say, I played bad, which was refreshing, because that's not always his M.O., to mm-hmm. acknowledge that. So I thought that that was, you know, for a guy who's all zen and and advancing and, and becoming a better version of himself and all that other stuff, uh, he admitted that he played poorly because he did. Um, you know, I, I, I would, I would exp- the second interception, that's the kind of thing you expect from a young quarterback. I, that was, I don't know what was going on there. And the fourth down play um, there where I, you know, he, he throws it to Adams, and and um, not a horrible throw, but they obviously don't connect. You know, that play was supposed to go to Mercedes Lewis, and Mercedes Lewis fell down. Um, yep. But the first pick, you know, that's a that's a backbreaker. I mean, you go in and score there, and you make it seventeen to ten. Do I think they still lose? Probably, um, but it it was it was the kind of mistake. Uh, that you don't expect him to make, and that's exactly what he did. And and he, you know, I think he knew this coming into the season. I don't think he cared, but I think he knew that after everything that had played out the way it had during the off season, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers knew that if he played poorly, um, the 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 villagers would be at the gates. And I think there's a lot of them that are already that you know that. He has always been a player that some fans don't really like. And when you do what he did and then you play like he played, um, the, the reaction and the frustration is going to be uh, in large part directed at you. Uh, I think there's plenty of blame to go around, but I think he certainly shoulders a meaningful percentage of that. Um, and I do think that you can come back from 17-3 to 3 at the half uh, I don't think it's likely, but you certainly aren't going to do it when you throw a pick in the red zone. He did not throw a red zone interception all of last season. Um, yep. And in his career, he's been magnificent in the red zone. Um, but he was nothing short of awful today. I don't agree that any of this stuff has had an effect. However, I can't bring up an explanation if somebody else brings it up because he didn't play bad. He played historically bad. His quarterback rating was 30, 38 or something. I would think he could do better left-handed or blindfolded. So when he not only plays poor but plays historically poor after the offseason that he's had, I don't have any defense to somebody who says, see, this is connected because the the quality of play wasn't like anything 
I can ever remember watching before, and he'll have a chance to prove everyone wrong over the next few games. But as of now, I have no response to someone who says they're connected. Yeah, I, I mean, I went to practice all camp, so I, I do have a response. Like, he, he had an excellent camp. Like, you, right. whatever you feel about me uh, or my view of him or my acumen of assessing football talent, that's up to you. But I think I have a pretty good idea of when a guy has a really good camp and when he has a really crummy camp. And I thought Aaron Rodgers had a really good camp. He did not look in any way like a guy mm -hmm. who hadn't taken part in the offseason and was struggling because he hadn't taken part in the offseason. I mean, he just didn't. That's not how he looked. Uh, today, he played poorly. And, yeah. you know, again, you, you, you probably... You know, you, you pick up a third down early on in the game and you get a drive going, it's a lot different. Mm -hmm. That's the difference. Like, you, you, you can't afford to go, uh, you know, you can't afford to get a first down and then on the very next play on first and 10, take an 11-yard sack, and then you're probably not going to convert the next first down. You're going to end up punting, which is hap what happened on the second drive. So, you know, he... I, there, the the difference between playing well and playing poorly is relatively thin, only because it matters how, what kind of start you get off to, and obviously when you get off to a really crappy start, it's hard to have a really good game. It's not impossible, but again, once you put yourself in that position, the last thing you can do is throw the pick where he throws it, because then you got no chance of recovering from uh, a pretty mediocre start. Talking with Jason Wilde, the other part of which I have no answer to someone who says it's about all that's been different, because Matt LaFleur clearly thought he had the team where he wanted it, and his last two years as head coach, he started 3-0 and 4-0, and on the road the first game each of the last two years, and clearly he didn't have the team ready to play, which is odd because he's had them very well ready to play at the start of each of his last two seasons as head coach. So maybe it's Rodgers, maybe it's Zadarius, maybe it's Devine. I don't know, but hey. something has changed that LaFleur didn't see it either when no, he's been no. very I mean, good at having his team ready to begin seasons. Yeah, I mean, I know he said that today. I didn't, um, I didn't know I don't he wanna, said. Yeah, he made a comment about how, you know, I didn't have these guys ready to play. Well, Okay, um, uh, that's nice of you to say, and maybe there's some truth to it. But I would—I guess I'm from the school of thought that it's—it's um, it's more about execution. I don't right. buy the concept of coming out flat. Usually, there are some times when it's true, but very rarely. Um, I don't buy the concept of you know we—they wanted it more than us. That kind of stuff. Like I've never. These guys are professionals. Like this isn't. You know, this isn't Bayport High School, so I'm not, I'm not sure. Like, first of all, if you need your head coach to have you ready to play as an NFL player, you probably don't belong playing in the NFL, frankly. Um, and so that, while that's nice of him to say, it it rings a little hollow to me. Like, was his game plan poor? I mean, I don't know. Like, he told. Um, he told Aaron Andrews at halftime that he hadn't even gotten into most of his playbook. Like the first two series, they had a combined 12 snaps offensively. Yep. So mm -hmm. I, I don't know if I buy he didn't have them ready to play. I think the more likely scenario is they had a couple of plays where they didn't execute very well. It cost them possession of the football. And as a result, 
you know, they got off to a 17 to nothing hole, and those are hard to climb out of, and your margin for error is extremely small. And Rogers made a significant error with an already small margin for error, and that was all she wrote. And it, and you know what? I don't think they come back from 24 to three either. But if there was one play that might have gotten them going, you know, they got hosed on the on the call on Zadarius Smith. I don't think oh, that that lost hit. the game. That's a perfect hit. That should be the tape they use to show players in the NFL how to hit the quarterback. I, I, yeah, they're so, going to apologize. So, they're going to say it was a bad call. Right, and again, when I bring that up, I want to be clear. I'm not suggesting that that's the difference in the game. It's not. They're no. going to lose the game anyway. But if they but have, they had a tough early. flag. They got a tough flag all night, well, all game. I thought. And, and, but it, but it's not like it. It's not like it was a third down flag that allowed the team, the offense, to get a first down because right. of the flag. It erased a turnover, which mm-hmm. if you're going to come back from down three touchdowns, that's the way you start your comeback. And so losing that, that then it was definitely all she wrote. I still don't think they come back from it. But that, you know, that's the kind of stuff that if you believe in making your own luck, uh, maybe that's the football god saying, look, you guys don't deserve to have a chance to come back with the way you've played today. So did you say LaFleur was bound to have one like this, given as great as his team has executed early in his first two seasons? Yeah, I mean, again, I... Like, I don't know how good or bad LaFleur's game plan was. I really don't, because we frankly didn't see it a lot. I thought that their third drive was pretty good, right? I thought they moved the ball pretty well. Um, They obviously stalled in the red zone, and then they'd have to settle for the field goal there. But you get the ball back with a minute seven, and you get points on the board. You're getting the ball, and again, you're getting the ball coming out of halftime. So here's a fantastic opportunity for you. To go down, score, make it seventeen to ten. You get a defensive stop. Now you've got you've possession got a with a chance to go in and tie the game. So yep. you know, it's again, Rodgers, and and you never expect to spend a pack attack show with great music in the background and me joining after Tausch has finished his uh, stint to be talking about Aaron Rodgers' interception being such a crucial play in a loss, but today that's exactly the conversation the defense was horrible the defense deserves you know i don't know if you want to break down percentage blame but aaron Rodgers deserves a bunch of it and and i don't want to say that i was proud of him because that that sends the wrong message but i was i was pleased to hear him say the words i played bad now grammatically i think it should have been i played badly but i'll take that up with him another time did he, what, what else did he say or did anything else? I always like to ask you more, not, not what did he say, but what stood out to you? Clearly, yeah, I what he the, said. Yeah, uh, The biggest thing that stood out to me that he said was when he said that he, um, that he thought maybe that they were a little full of themselves. Pete Doherty from the Green Bay Press-Gazette asked him, you know, do you guys think that maybe you were feeling yourselves a little bit and your chests were puffed out a little bit? And he actually replied with, I think so, Pete. He said, you know, I think we thought we were going to go up and down the field on this guys, these guys, uh, with a, whoever was out there, and that just wasn't the case. And I, I thought that that was, again, a really good moment of honesty of, hey, you know, we thought we don't need preseason. We were the number one scoring offense in the league a year ago. Like, 
you know, I'm not saying we can roll our helmets out there and be awesome, but we feel like we're able to pretty much do everything we want. And obviously against a team whose secondary was in complete tatters. I mean, Marshawn Lattimore was already on the injury report, and then he left the game after he, like, broke his thumb. I mean, that's uh. That's, that, that's the kind of thing that the Packers usually take huge advantage of, and they just right, fail to I, do that. Right, but I, I, I thought their defense was pretty good. I thought they were fast. I thought they, they – I also thought, and, uh, and I'm asking – it seemed to me their approach was almost identical to Tampa Bay. A four-man rush, and then they had like 20 guys in the back trying to make it difficult for Rodgers and creating enough pressure uh, on Rodgers, though I thought in some of those cases last year there would have been somebody open. I mean, it's not like the offense line was terrible because when somebody got a little pressure last year, he just throw it to somebody who was open. And I said early in the game, people don't seem to be open. What was the Packers? Or I thought I just thought New Orleans was way better defensively than I had anticipated. Jason still there? We're not. We're not. Hearing Jason, so uh, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Uh, yeah, I can hear you Hi. now. Please take it from there. Your your thoughts Hi. on the defense? Yeah, as I, far as... I, I, yeah, the Saints defense. I was I don't know what happened there. I was agreeing with you. Maybe that's why the signal dropped because um, there's too much agreement by me. Producers with you today. do that. That's They've been told that that's not good for the show. But go ahead. Yeah, it's not certainly not good for me. Um, but <laughs> I, I agree. Like I was, I was. I thought their defense played really well, and I do think the point that you make was the one that jumped out at me as well, which was how I saw a few times where he held the ball a long time, like 2018 Aaron Rodgers or 2019 mm-hmm. when he was still learning yeah. the scheme, but definitely not 2020 Aaron Rodgers where Never. he was holding onto the ball, and Fox showed it multiple times. There were times where he held the ball and there was no one open. And that's something that we very rarely saw last year. We saw him extend plays, but we never saw or very rarely saw him drop back and have lots of time and nowhere to go with it. And I thought we saw that today. And then in other instances, you know, I thought we saw some pressure. I mean, the the, the fourth down play, um, you know, Royce Newman gets beat. And it forces Rodgers to to make a throw sooner than he wants to. Like, you know, I I didn't. I Rodgers said he thought the offensive line played pretty well. Um, I watching the game, uh, not through the helmet of the quarterback, thought they played okay. But I thought they gave more, allowed more pressure than what their normal group certainly would have. I I thought Elton Jenkins looked fine, but. You know, again, I think those are the kind of assessments that you look at uh, in film and maybe you say, well, maybe they didn't play so hot. And the one miss by Royce Newman really jumped out at me because it was at a crucial point in the game. Lastly, Jason, anything said by anyone else or any other piece of information, injury or something that, that people need to be made aware of? Yeah, I, you know, there, there were obviously um, – Josiah DeGuara left with a concussion, and Darnell Savage left the game, and we didn't get an update on him. But uh, from a, from anything that people said, like you know, I thought it was really interesting that um, I asked Adrian Amos if you know, with a new scheme and a new coordinator, it might have you know 
behooved them on defense to at least play a little bit of preseason snaps mm-hmm. together. And I and I prefaced it by saying, look, I am all for keeping guys healthy. And so this is a very, I said, this is a very easy thing to second guess after the fact. But is it possible that you guys would have been better off with a new coordinator and a new scheme, at least playing a little bit in preseason? And he said, you know, I'm not really thinking about that. It's not like we can go back and play in those games, which I thought was kind of a tacit admission of, you know what, maybe we should have. Um, yeah. Because he didn't he didn't exactly strongly say, no, I, I don't think that was a factor. Aaron Rodgers, on the other hand, talking about the offense, was very clear, saying that he did not think it was a factor in the way they performed offensively. So take that for what it's worth. But if you're a second guesser, you certainly are looking at it saying, hmm, how do you weigh the risk versus the reward of maybe looking a little bit sharper in the opener. I don't know the answer to that, but I am always going to be on the sit them outside of the equation. Again, because I was at Heinz Field when their 2015 season went down the toilet before they'd even played a game because Jordy Nelson got hurt. Yes, I know James Jones played well, and yes, I know they started the year 6-0, and but you knew that they were not a Super Bowl team the minute they lost a guy like Jordy Nelson. You just knew it. Well, we just have to wait. We'll find out next year in training camp if LaFleur changes anything. And if he changes that's, anything. That's absolutely true. Yep, that's true. We'll know why. And I'm like you. I would tend to think, uh, unless this continues for a couple of years, I continue to think he won't change anything, that, that they will view this as a horrific fluke. And uh, they can prove that over the next few weeks. Thanks, Jason. All right, Homer. Take care. Be good. Jason Willie, all Packers all the time, always a part of Pack Attack, along with the Hall of Famer Mark Tauscher. There's still time for you. Not much, but a little. 1-800-990-3776. Uh, the Packers, 38-3. That's bad. They lose to the New Orleans Saints. You're next. More Pack Attack coming up on ESPN Wisconsin. The windows and doors of Wisconsin. Who had the biggest difference? Who made the biggest plays? Who was the man in the green and gold game? It's time to find out who the man is. The man is sponsored by New Male Medical Center. Guys struggling with low testosterone, ED, and weight loss have had success at New Male. You can too. Schedule your consultation at newmail.com and discover the new you. You're listening to Pack Attack with Homer and Tausch on ESPN Wisconsin. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Yes, brought to you by New Mail. 98% their ED treatments. I'm assuming this will be the first and only time in which the Packers were beaten so badly. As far as who's the man, there was no man. It is empty. There is absolutely no one capable of receiving that honor. That's what happens when you lose 38-3. Know what happens when you lose 38-3? There is no the man. So for the first time, and I would suspect probably for the first time and the last time, Jordan Love? Is Jordan Love the man? If I have to give someone, Jordan Love would be the man because he completed one impressive pass to Randall Cobb. 
Uh, he then did also do what he seems to do, is that is he fumbled the ball or doesn't have a really good awareness of where he is on the field and what the situation is. He hasn't figured out the turnovers. But if I have to give it to someone, yes, Jordan Love with a nice pass to Randall Cobb. That's what you expect with a Packer offense with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, there'll be people open. Decided there are people open from early on in the game. Nobody was open. Seemed like two years ago to me. Uh, so um, I wasn't going to give it to anyone, but you got to be able to find. Yes, Randall, excuse me, Jordan Love with the pass. Think about that. To Randall Cobb, the guy that Aaron Rodgers wanted. It would have been even better if he'd have thrown a, Jordan Love would have thrown a touchdown pass. There would have been something to smile about. But. Um, 38 to 3. It's tough to find the man, but I'll give it to Jordan Love for one nice pass to one Randall Cobb. Uh, this has been a horrific pack attack because it was a horrific game. Packers lose 38 to 3. We'll be back a week from tomorrow night when I have told you I expect the Packers to win by 20 points. I'm going to go to Chicago and make a wager, even though the Packers are currently favored by 11 points. So um, this is no fun. People say, don't you like it when things are bad? You have more things to talk about. No. No, I don't ever want to do another pack attack after the Packers lose 38-3. to Otherwise, have a good evening.